Somebody clap your hands and give God a shout of praise. Come on, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If you've been redeemed from the hand of the enemy, if you're walking in freedom, why don't you give God a shout of praise? Hallelujah! Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Somebody give Him praise. Come on, let's take a few moments and let's celebrate in that freedom. Let's dance in that freedom. Let's shout in that freedom. Hallelujah! Oh, come on, let's give Him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to shake off the weights and the cares of this life and begin to give God praise and begin to give God glory. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise one more time in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen, amen. It is good to be in the house of the Lord here and on this Wednesday night communion service and I'm looking forward to what the Lord's going to do. I thank God for His moving spirit and that we feel Him. I don't ever want to take that for granted. How about you? Amen. If you have your Bibles, the book of Matthew chapter 26 and verse number 26. Book of Matthew, chapter 26, and verse number 26. Now, I, I try every year to teach about communion, and sometimes I end up grabbing a lot of the same things, but I always try to look for something that I've not noticed before. And... Uh, and that is always my intent when I look at the Scriptures is to find something that I can bring this old truth in a new way. And uh, that's my desire here tonight is to just take what I feel like uh, I've got from the Lord just kind of reading this. And the Word of the Lord declares, and as they were eating, mind you, they're already eating. They are already partaking. But Jesus stops them in the middle of eating. Yeah, that's probably a bad idea. Don't ever stop somebody in the middle of their eating. But stopped them in the middle of their eating. And Jesus took bread. And he blessed it. And he broke it. And he gave it to the disciples. And he said, take, eat. This is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Amen. He took the bread, stopped them in the middle of their feast, took some bread, he, bre he blessed it and he broke it, gave it to the disciples, and he said this phrase. And I've never really honed in on this phrase, but the Lord kind of directed my attention towards it. Take and eat. Take, eat. And uh, you, for the sound man, you could title it communion and just subtitle it, Take, Comma, Eat. Amen. Would you set down your Bibles and would you pray? Hallelujah. Tonight, amen, is a holy moment. It's a holy night. Amen. Every time we come to church, it's a, it's a holy thing. It's a special thing. But there are moments where we step into other, other avenues and other dimensions and we discuss other spiritual principles. And God, I'm praying tonight that your word would do what only it can do. And I pray, God, break the yokes off of people's hearts and off people's minds. God, let there be deliverance. Let there be reconciliation in the wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Take, eat. Amen. Tonight we are celebrating and we are commemorating, amen, as part of our our apostolic way, we are celebrating communion, amen, a, a, a thing that Jesus himself had started because it is of the utmost importance. There are four main names that are used for communion. The first is the Lord's Supper. This is what Paul calls it, amen, 
in 1 Corinthians 11 and 20. He calls it the Lord's Supper. And it is here that uh, he provides the words of institution, or he tells us how to take communion. It's where he recounts the instructions of Jesus at the Last Supper. Mind you, this is Paul who was not there at the Last Supper, and yet he finds it important enough to deliver it unto us. Amen. The emphasis of the Lord's Supper is on remembering the Last Supper of Jesus Christ before his betrayal, his arrest, his suffering, his crucifixion, his death, and then ultimately his resurrection and ascension. It is to be celebrate, it is a celebration that is to be found in the church until he comes because Jesus commanded it to be so. Jesus said it this way. He said, do this in remembrance of me. At the Last Supper, I want you to recall that Jesus is celebrating the Passover meal with his disciple. Another meal of remembrance. Amen. The Passover was the meal that God commanded the Israelites to do in remembrance of the Exodus when God delivered the Israelites from the bondage of Egypt. The Exodus was central to saving, amen, the central saving event of the Israelite community. In the same way, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is our new Exodus today. In the Christian community, we must remember as they remember the Passover, as they remember the Exodus, we take communion. We celebrate the, la- the Lord's Supper, amen, for all generations to commemorate, amen, in remembrance of Him, we commemorate our exodus from a lost and dying world, from darkness into light, from death into life. Is anybody thankful? Amen for that here tonight. Amen. Our response of worship when we celebrate the Lord's Supper is to remember. We remember the cross. We remember the broken body of Jesus Christ. We remember the shed blood of Christ. We remember the borrowed tomb. But I want to remind somebody here today, we also remember, amen, that Jesus got up three days later from that tomb. And he didn't just leave us in that condition, but he sent the gift of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. And he fills us with his spirit. Amen. Tonight on the outset of this, I wonder if there's anybody that can remember what your life was like before Jesus showed up. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, we're going to take communion, but it's important for us to take a few moments and to remember what our lives were like before the Lord showed up. Amen. And then I want you to remember not just the negative, not just the bad, but I want you to remember what happened when Jesus showed up. I want somebody to praise him, not with a praise of what you want God to do or what you need God to do, but I want us to take a few moments of remembrance to remember that it was the Lord that pulled us up out of a miry clay, that it was God that pulled us out of addiction, that it was God, it was his death, burial, and resurrection, amen, that pulled us out of sin and out of the bondage of the enemy. I wonder if anybody can lift up their hands and give God a praise uh, that says, I remember what I was when God found me. I remember where I was when God found me. I remember what happened when God found me. I remember the changes that took place when God found me. Oh, somebody ought to give him praise here tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. The second most common name for communion, amen, most predominantly you've heard this in the Catholic circles, but it doesn't make it wrong, and that is the word the Eucharist. The word Eucharist is actually seen in the Bible in Luke 22 and 19 when the Bible says he took bread and he gave thanks and broke it and he gave it to them saying this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance for me. That phrase give thanks is the Greek word where we get the word Eucharist. Amen. It is where, amen, it can translate it. Now here we go. We just celebrated in, in November. Amen. Everybody say Thanksgiving. That's really what the translation should be. Amen. It is Thanksgiving at this time of communion, at this time of, 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 of the Lord's Supper, at this time of the Eucharist. We give thanks to God for all that he's done 
through Jesus Christ in our lives. The Eucharist, amen, is focusing on the thanksgiving towards God. Amen. Forgiving final victory over death, hell, and the grave. That Jesus has delivered us from the power of darkness, from the powers of hell, from the powers of demonic forces. Amen. I want to tell you, when we celebrate communion here tonight, it, it, it ought to give you a reason to give God thanks. You ought to thank Him that He did not leave you where He found you. Amen. It gives us hope that the one that conquered death, hell, and the grave is not going to just, amen, conquer death, hell, and the grave and stay on His throne in heaven. But one day we give him thanks that he's going to come again and return for his body and return for his church. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Amen. When we celebrate communion, it is a celebration of thanksgiving. Thirdly, man, the Bible calls it, Paul calls it in 1 Corinthians 10 and 21, the Lord's table. Now, you've got to study this out a little bit, but you'll find that there's a reason Paul calls it the Lord's table. In the Greco-Roman world, religious societies often hosted dinners in the presence of and in honor of other deities and other gods. Those tables would be called the table of blank. And you fill in the name of whatever god you wanted to be hosting that meal. It was to signify that there was a deity that was hosting that meal. So when Paul declared that communion that the Lord's Supper, he declared that it was the Lord's table. He was reminding everybody that had come out of a life of polytheism and paganism, he was reminding them who the table really belonged to. I don't, I'm just teaching a little bit, but I feel a little bit of preach coming up on me. Amen. So to call, call communion the Lord's table is a way of communicating that Jesus is the host of the table. He is the one in whose presence we meet at the table. He is the honored guest of the table. He is the honored guest of the house. I want to tell somebody here today who the church belongs to. It doesn't belong to the world. It doesn't belong to the deities of this world. It doesn't belong to sin. It doesn't belong to the devil. I want to tell you who the body belongs to. The body belongs to the Lord. Somebody ought to give him praise here tonight. Hallelujah. I feel like preaching a moment. Amen. I want to tell you who you belong to. You're part of the Lord's table. Amen. Everything you do, it belongs to the Lord. Everything you are, it belongs to the Lord. Amen. When you live your life in communion and in fellowship, I want to tell you what you're declaring. You're declaring this is the Lord's table. When you do communion, you're declaring this family belongs to the Lord. When you partake in communion, you are declaring my life, my soul, my press, my presence isn't my future. It is the Lord. Oh, somebody ought to take a moment and give him praise. Amen. I want to tell you that you are part of the Lord's table. Amen. Paul was not talking about a physical uh, table. He was talking about communion. And communion, as I'm going to talk about here in a moment, is going to be referring to the body of Christ. Amen. You and I are part of the Lord's table. I want to tell you, part of this communion and part of our worship here today, amen, our worship response to the Lord's table is simple. Everybody say submission. We submit ourselves not to the other Lord's capital, or uh, uh, just, just a lowercase l. We submit ourselves to the Lord, the Lord. That's why Paul would later say that we have one Lord, one faith. One baptism. Amen. Paul was letting them know there are no other lords. There is only one Lord. In fact, uh, the Bible says in the book of Revelations, and it says it over and over again in the Bible, that he is the Lord of lords. I want to tell you, when you take communion here tonight, you are celebrating whose table you're a part of. You're a part of the Lord's table. And my worship response to understanding that I am part of the Lord's table is submission. It is to submit my life to Jesus Christ. It is to recognize and to remember that the table is not about me. The table is about the Lord. The table is not for me. The table is for the Lord. It is established by Him. It is for Him. It is about Him. It is to honor Him. It is to remember Him. It is to communicate with Him. It is to have fellowship with Him. And Jesus wanted to remind us, and Paul reminded us, uh, amen, what it's all about. I want to tell you, it's all about Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Can I give somebody a reminder of what all of this is about? Why you come to church? It's all about Jesus. When you come and you lift up your hands, don't think it's about the song or the beat. I wanted to remind you, it's the Lord's table. When we come together as one body, it's all about the Lord. Amen. So our response to understanding that it's the Lord's table is that we come with with an attitude of submitting to the Lord. Amen. And finally, we find a biblical reference of communion being called that, which which is what we have in our in our in our faith. We call it and just predominantly focus in on, and that is the word communion. First Corinthians ten and sixteen says, "The cup of blessing which we bless is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? And the bread which we break is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we, being many, are one bread." Everybody say that one bread. And one body. Everybody say one body. Amen. For we are all partakers of that one bread. We are all part of one bread. And we are all part of one body. The word communion is the Greek word koinonia, which can be translated fellowship. It is about a group of people that come together in fellowship. They come together in community. They come together in koinonia they come together in fellowship and they participate in something together in communion we are participating together in the blood of Christ. When we are coming together as the body of Christ, we are participating together in the blood of Christ and in the body of Christ. Amen. I want you to notice that on the very first communion, what Jesus did, they're already eating. It's just another day, just another event, just another meal. And in the middle of the meal, Jesus stops the meal. He pauses the meal, uh, and he started this act of communion. Uh, He wanted them to know this is more than just eating uh, together. This is more than just getting a meal together. He said, but I want you to take uh, and to eat. Amen. I've never noticed that before. Take and eat. Why is this so important uh, when we talk about communion? I'm going to tell you why it's so important. Uh, Because if you study your Bible, uh, amen, you don't have to get but three chapters into your Bible uh, when you start to look at the fall of man. And it was the very same thing that Jesus told them to do was the very same thing that the devil tempted Adam and Eve to do. Uh, Amen. He was trying to get them to take the fruit and to eat the fruit that God had said not to eat. Amen. And when Adam and Eve took, the Bible says, and they ate, the Bible tells us that their eyes were opened. Amen. And all of a sudden they realized that they were deficient. They realized they were naked. They realized there was something wrong. As soon as they took and they ate, they disobeyed God. And in this act of disobedience, it ruined their perfect fellowship, their perfect relationship, their perfect koinonia, their perfect communion and community with God and with one another. So when Jesus said, take and eat, Jesus was doing more than saying, hey, let's keep the meal going. When Jesus said, take and eat, amen, I want to tell you what Jesus was doing. Jesus was establishing and reinstating and restoring fellowship with God. He was letting them know that just what got you into this mess is when you took and ate. I'm going to open up the door and let you know there's something else you can take and you can eat of that's going to restore your relationship with me. Oh, somebody I'll lift up your hands and magnify the Lord. Come on, let's take a few moments and let's lift up our hands, amen, in the name of Jesus. Amen. There's a lot of other meals, amen, that you partake in and you partook in and they didn't lead you closer to God. There's a lot of other things that your appetites got into, but they didn't lead you closer to God. But Jesus is saying, take and eat. Somebody pray all across this building. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said, take and eat. Pause the meal. Amen. I know you guys are already ingesting and you're already, you're already enjoying, but I want to I tell you there's, there's an opportunity here 
for you to take and eat of something that's going to actually restore and bring you back into fellowship. I, I want you to know the Lord's table is open again. That's what Jesus was telling him. This is why he said, this is my blood of the New Testament. You see, in the Old Testament, you weren't allowed to come here. You weren't allowed at this table. You weren't allowed to be in fellowship in a community. You had messed up and you had sinned and you had done too wrong. Amen. That's why the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. No matter how hard we tried, we couldn't reach him. No matter how much we strived, we couldn't get to him. The table was not available to people that were dysfunctional. The table was not available to people that had messed up. The table was not available to people that were living, amen, that had sinned. Amen. The table was not available but Jesus, amen, in the midst of his disciples, amen, begins to take the bread to bless it and to break it. And he begins to distribute it to his disciples. And he tells them, you got to take this bread and you got to ingest this bread. And I'm letting you know the Lord's table is open to you. I'm letting you know that fellowship is available to you in my blood. That fellowship is available to you in my body. That fellowship is available to you in my, come on somebody, that communion is available again that you don't have to be separated you don't have to be out there by yourself but you can come back to communion you can come back to fellowship you you just got to take and you got to eat you can't just set it off to the side you got to take it and you got to eat it you got to take it and you got to make it part of who you are oh somebody pray all across this building come on let's magnify the lord Amen. That's why, amen, so many of us here today, we're worshiping the Lord. We were not a people. We were lost. We were undone. We were eating all sorts of other things. We were ingesting all sorts of other things. But he said, take and eat. Amen. And finally, we could come part of one bread and part of one body. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When he said, take and eat, he was taking this whole piece of bread. And he was breaking it into pieces. And he was letting him know, this is my body, which is broken for you. And then he took the cup and he said, drink ye all of it, because this is my blood of the New Testament, which is for the remission of sins. He takes these things, he breaks this whole piece of bread, and he distributes it to each of them. In other words, the bread itself, amen, was whole. But when Jesus, in this, in this moment, exemplified what he was about to do on the cross, he took it and he said, this is my body. I want you to, amen, when he first said, uh, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood, he had a church of 5,000. They thought he was talking about something different. They left. But now he finally lets them know what he was really talking about. He was letting them know that just like this bread, it is a representation of my body that's about to be broken for you. And he takes it and he breaks off a piece and he hands it to each of his disciples. I want you to notice that the Bible says, as Paul also quotes it, in the same night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he gave, he blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples. Amen. In other words, he didn't wait for a moment when he was not being betrayed. He didn't wait for a moment when things were perfect. In fact, he didn't wait until Judas had left. Hallelujah. He said, I know that, in fact, he had just had a conversation with them before the meal even started. One of you is about to betray me. And they all started asking, is it I? Is it I? Is it I? And yet in the midst of that group, Jesus still took his bread. He still broke it. He still blessed it. And he still distributed it to each and every one of his disciples. Amen. I just have to believe it was not the will of God that Judas would go out and hang himself. He was trying to tell Judas, you messed up. Up and you did wrong, but I want to tell you the table is still available. The table, oh hallelujah, Judas, you betrayed me, Judas, you did wrong, but I want to tell you, you still have an opportunity to be part of the one bread and to be part of the one body. It doesn't have to end the way you're about to end it. When we take communion, the Bible says we do show the Lord's death till he comes. But also, we are showing and we are showing the restoration of communion and community until He comes. We and when we when we when we do this, we are communing with the Lord. But I want to tell you, we are also communing with one another. Amen. This loaf of bread was broken into many pieces and distributed, and 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 those pieces, Amen. Later on, Amen. That that they metabolized became part of who they are. Right. Because that's what you do when you eat. You eat and you metabolize. It becomes part of who you are. Jesus was saying, I want this to be part of who you are. 
Amen. Eventually, each of the disciples would be, would be dispersed across the known world. Amen. And yet, they were all part of one bread. And they were all part of one body. And, and here tonight, we are all still part of one bread. And we are all still part of one body. Uh, we are still in communion. We are still in fellowship. We, we are not serving a different God than the disciples were serving. We're not part of a different bread than the disciples were. We're not part of a different body than the disciples were. This is why we're an apostolic church. We've got the same doctrine as the apostles of Jesus Christ. We've got the same spirit living on the inside of us as the apostles did. Amen. I want to preach to somebody. We're all still part of one bread and one body. Took that and think about it. Now this piece of bread was going to this part of the world. And this piece was going to that part of the world. And here we are 2,000 years later. Amen. And, 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 and the body is still in operation. It's still in unity. It's still in connectivity. It's still in community. And everybody said, said amen. Amen. I want to tell you what communion is all about. Communion is, communion is all about bringing us back into fellowship. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to tell you this. Communion does not save us. Communion connects us. Hallelujah. Amen. Communion does not save us. It connects us. Amen. It is, it is, we do show the Lord's death till he come. Amen. And we are all part of the one bread. And we are all part of the one body. Jesus calls his communion the new covenant in his blood. Amen. That communion renews our commitment. It renews our covenant relationship with Christ. Uh, amen. It's, it's a moment of renewing connectivity. It is showing how, amen, we might be millions of miles or hundreds of miles apart, thousands of miles apart from somebody else that's part of the one body, uh, but we are still connected in Christ. Uh, we are still in fellowship together. Amen. We are walking in the light as he is in the light, and Jesus Jesus said we have fellowship one with another. Amen. When you take communion, you are declaring uh, that we are all part of that same body. Uh, amen. That we are in relationship with the body. Uh, we are in relationship with the Lord. Uh, amen. Communion establishes and renews, uh, amen, both a vertical connection and a horizontal connection. Uh, it connects us with the Lord and it connects us with one another. When you take communion, you don't just, amen, you don't just take a piece of bread and you don't just drink a little juice. I mean, that's not really the big, that's not the main point. I want to tell you what it's doing. It is showing, amen, that we are celebrating, amen, what Jesus did for us to bring us back into relationship with him. And if we have relationship with him, we'll have correct relationship with one another. Somebody lift up your hands and pray. I'm almost done right here. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's praise. Let's magnify the Lord. Somebody magnify him here today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Communion unites us with other believers. So it is essential that we come to the table having reconciled with our brothers and our sisters in Christ. Man, Pastor, what are you, what are you doing here tonight? I'm telling you what it's all about. There's all sorts of people got all sorts of weird theologies about this. Amen. But I, I tell you what the Bible tells us. Amen. I want to tell you what this communion does. It's you taking your piece of bread. And coming back into fellowship with my piece of bread. And when we all come together, amen, it's all one Lord, one faith, one baptism. It's all one body of believers. It's all one bread. Amen. Let me talk to the person that says, well, I, I love the Lord, but I can't stand the church. Hallelujah. You're not in communion. You're not in communion because you, you, can't, you can't have one without the other. Amen. When you take communion, you are showing the Lord's body and his death until he comes. You are, you are showing connectivity and you are showing fellowship. Amen. Not just with God, but fellowship with your brother. You are involving yourself together. Our worship response to communion should be confession and reconciliation with our brother and with our God. Communion requires us to reconcile first with God and then it requires us to reconcile with our brother. Amen. I want to tell you when we reconcile with God I want to tell you what will happen immediately the Holy Ghost will convict you. Amen. To reconcile with your brother as well. With your sister as well. Because you can't have one without the other. You can't have Christ without the body of Christ. You can't have Christ without his bride. You can't have Christ without his church. You can't have Christ without this thing called communion. Somebody lift up your hands. Let's stand across the building.
communion, community, fellowship with one another. Somebody pray all across this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we take communion tonight, we are, we are going to remember the Lord. Amen. We're going to remember what he's done for us. When we take communion tonight, we are going to be thankful for what he's done for us. When we take communion tonight, we are going to remind ourselves who it's all about. It's not about us, it's about the Lord. And finally, when we take communion tonight, we are going to take and eat. We are going to come back into fellowship with God and with our brother. Amen. The beautiful thing about communion is it connects us with people that don't even speak the same language. Somebody somewhere, amen, an apostolic church somewhere in Africa is taking communion. Maybe not, maybe not tonight, maybe it was last week, maybe it'll be six months from now. But their piece of bread is just as valuable as ours. Amen. When Jesus said take and eat, he was giving them an opportunity to become part of one bread, of one body. Amen. What's, what's important for us to do here tonight is what Paul talked about. See, because in that moment, Jesus stopped the meal and he told all of them, take and eat. You know, and everybody did. Judas did as well. But Paul tells us and he warns us not to eat unworthily. Not to come in and just be living however you want to live and doing whatever you want to do. I want to tell you, being part of the body is a big deal. Being part of the body of Christ is a big, big deal. And Paul uses Judas as an example. He said, if you eat it and drink it unworthily, you do drink, eat and drink damnation unto yourself. And I'm going to give some instruction here in a moment about that and, and what, we're, what we're literally going to do here today. But part of this, Paul says, he says, you've got to examine yourself got to examine yourself. When you think about your relationship with God, you need to examine your relationship with God. And you know, we do this, we do communion at least once a year. Sometimes we'll do it more depending on the circumstances. Amen. Because it's all about bringing people back into fellowship, back into communion. But part of that is thinking about your relationship with God. And it's a great moment, especially at the beginning of the year, to really consider, how is my relationship with God? Am I sitting at the Lord's table or have I been sitting at my own table? Am I remembering the Lord? Or am I only remembering me? Furthermore, am I in communion with God and fellowship with God? That's the first thing we examine. The second thing we examine, because this was a community event. This wasn't just somebody off by them lonesome saying, well, I want to be part of the body, but I don't want nothing to do with the people. No, he, Paul is talking about in church worship when you do communion. He said you do show the Lord's death till he come. Because communion is all about connection. It's all about connectivity. It's all about fellowship. It's all about koinonia. Amen. You come together. And Paul talks about this coming together. And they were doing it the wrong way. They were doing it. And it wasn't the Lord's table. It was their table. And they did it however they wanted to do. And Paul said that's not the way to do this. He said you need to examine yourself your relationship with God. And secondly, you need to examine your relationship with your brother. Can I give you the words of Jesus that are sometimes very difficult to, to live? If you go to the altar and you bring your gift to the altar and you remember that you have ought against your brother, he said you take your gift, you leave it at the altar, and you go get reconciled with your brother. Amen. When I preach about reconciliation to God, People, yeah, that makes sense. It's a whole different story when we start, start talking about re reconciling with our brother. Now, there might not be any circumstances today, but there might be. Where you've got ought against your brother. Communion is about, com is about connecting with God and with one another. It's about being, being part of the one bread and the one body. And, you know, I, I know how it is, church. Hey, man, there's times where, you know, you get into scuffs and problems with people. 
But I want to say how it should be in the church. We still come together. And if there's any reason that you know, I just can't get near that person. I can't talk to that person. I don't want to be. No. You need to take and eat. Take and eat and remind yourself we're all part of one bread and one body. He starts communion by saying that on the night he was betrayed, amen, we must all take a closer examination to see if we are in covenant with God, but we must also take an examination to see if we are in fellowship with one another. Because it do you no good to take communion and hate your brother. Everybody said amen. Don't leave me up here by myself. That's where Christianity gets real. Oh, I love brother so-and-so. No, we're not talking about brother so-and-so that you love. We're talking about brother so-and-so that keeps aggravating you. We're all part of one body, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. When we take and eat, it is a participation. We are participating together in the reconciliation between God and man and the reconciliation between our fellow brothers. Amen? I want to open up this altar. Would you come? I want everybody to come down, and then I'm gonna, I'll have the ushers come uh, in just a moment. But I want everybody to come down to the altar. We're going to pray. In fact, if I could have the ushers kind of bring them forward. Come on, let's pray. I want everybody to just come down to the front and pray here today. Come on, let's pray in the name of Jesus. We are all part of one body. In fact, why don't you do this? Brother Lavin's right here. I want to, I want to get this all seamless. Just come up here and grab one of these cups from Brother Lavin. Make your way over here. Now, I want to give some instruction. This is serious. If you've not been baptized in Jesus' name, don't take communion. You don't have, if you've not received the Holy Ghost, don't take communion. If you are not ready to make things right with God or with your brother, do not take communion. If you're not ready to come back in fellowship, do not take communion. Also for kids, if you are a parent and your kids don't quite understand, probably not right now is a good time. Amen. If you know there's some things in your life that you've got, you're not living right, I want to tell you tonight we're going to repent. We're going to make things right. But I want to encourage you, don't take this lightly. Amen. And then once everybody's grabbed it, let's pray all across this building. Come on, lift up your voice. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. We thank you here today. Come on, if you don't feel ready to take communion, that's all right. But when you do, I want to tell you what you're making a commitment of, what you're making a declaration of. I'm coming back into communion with God, fellowship with God, and fellowship with my brother. Hallelujah, Lord. I am remembering the Lord. I am thanking the Lord. I'm showing, amen, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a moment out, amen, to, to declare that, that my life is, the, is for the Lord, that it's the Lord's table, and I'm part of the Lord's table, and God, His body was broken for me, and His blood was shed for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tonight, before we take communion, we're all going to repent. We're all going to repent. Lift up your hands and let's pray. Jesus, I ask that you would forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of anything I've thought, anything I've said, anything I've done. God, I, I pray, Lord, I, I, there's a lot of times where we fall short, we do wrong. But, Lord, I, I, I want to be, be part of that one bread and that one body. I, I want to be I want to be part of the body of Christ and God that's my heart's desire and I, I'm not just taking this as another ritual but God tonight I, I'm taking this because I, I want to show the Lord's death till he come and I I want to remember that he is the one that has brought me back into community and that you have you are the one that has brought me back into fellowship and I pray today God that you would touch us that you would forgive us that you would wash us and that you would cleanse us in Jesus name and everybody said amen so if you want to take the top portion off, just the top, that clear portion.
Paul gave us instruction on how to take communion. It's exactly what Jesus did, but he reiterates it to us. He says in 1 Corinthians 11 and 23, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take and eat. This is my body which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. I want you to look around for a moment. We're all part of one bread, one body, one church. You're, you're connected with more than you can even see here tonight. We're in fellowship with God. After the same manner, if you want to open up the next portion. After the same manner also, he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This is the cup of the New Testament, my blood. This do you as oft as you drink it. Do it in remembrance of me. We are part of one body. We're part of one bread. I want to tell you, you're in community with more than you could even imagine. Would you lift up your hands? I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, I, I, I don't know about you, but I remember what I was before I was in community, before I was in communion. I remember where I was before I was part of the body of Christ. It wasn't a good place. It was a sad place. It was a depressed place. I remember how lost I was. Come on, there's a remembrance that happens of all that. But I also remember what happened when Jesus picked us up and turned us around. Come on, somebody just worship him here today. Come on. Hallelujah, Lord, this year. I want to walk in fellowship. This year, I want to walk in community. This year, I want to walk in communion with my brother. I want to walk in communion with you, Lord. Amen. If we walk in the light as you're in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Somebody pray right now. Come on. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the body. Thank you for the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Come on, somebody pray right now. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody worship him and give him thanks. to be part of the body. Would you worship him here tonight? Somebody's getting touched right now. You can get healed right now. Come on, if there's anything you need to lay down, you ought to lay it down tonight. Come on, if there's anything that maybe has been hindering you in your walk with God, you ought to lay it down tonight. Hallelujah. If there's anything that stopped you from being part of the body and part of the bread, hallelujah, you ought to lay it down tonight. In the name of Jesus, somebody pray. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, if you felt less than, like you're not part of this, I want to tell you, you just proved right now you're part of this. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's magnify him. I need you. You need me. In fact, why don't you find somebody to go pray with them? Just reach over to your brother or to your sister if it's appropriate and just begin to pray with them. Just remind yourself. 
Come on. We're all part of the same bread. We're all part of the same body. We're all in communion. We're all in fellowship. His will that every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. You are important to me. I need you to survive. I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't with words from my mouth, I love you, I need you to survive. Now I want you to listen to me. We're going to pray and we're going to sing this again. This is all about communion. Communion with God and communion with one another. Community, fellowship, koinonia. That's what this is all about, being part of one body, one bread. Paul, when he talked about eating and drinking unworthily, he mentioned something. And I've always saw this as interesting. He was talking about the church in that moment. They were doing it, not discerning the Lord's body. It was, they, were, they were forgetting their brother and their sister. They were not preferring one another. They were trying to get the vertical right, but they were ignoring the horizontal. And this is what Paul said. For this cause, or for this reason, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep, or modern terms, have died. What we just did, Pastor, that doesn't seem like a big deal. It's a very big deal. Communion's not that big of a deal. It's a huge deal. We're part of the same body. And you know what? When you recognize you're part of the same body, if, if one part of my body gets sick, the rest of my body can feel it. One part of my body gets hurt, the rest of my body can feel it. Amen. This is why it's important to come back into communion with God and with our brother. Because we're all part of one bread and one body. And I don't want you to be sick. I don't want you to be hurting. I don't want you to be broken. So I'm going to pray for you. And I want you to pray for me. Because I want to make sure we are reminding ourselves and discerning the Lord's body correctly that we are in this thing together. We might at times be separated by miles, by states, but we're still part of this one body. Would you lift up your hands? Pray for your brother and sister right now. Come on. It could be that God heals somebody tonight. When you come back in relationship with God, back in relationship with your brother, back in relationship with your sister, discern the Lord's body. Understand the Lord's body. Amen. Do it properly and correctly. Come on, let's pray right now. Pray for them. I want you to pray for them, for their healing. Pray for their blessing. Pray that God would touch them right now. Amen. As if you were praying for yourself. Hallelujah. We're part of one body. I don't want them to hurt. I don't want them to suffer. I don't want them to be in pain. I don't want them to be sick. I don't want them to be in debt. I don't want them to be in distress. I pray God touch them today. God touch them. Heal them. Heal them. Heal them. Heal them. I pray God help us to walk worthy of our calling so that none of us are sick. God help us to walk worthy of our calling so that none of us have to go through that. I pray right now in the name of Jesus for healing, virtue to flow from this connectivity, from this communion in the name of Jesus. I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. I love you. I need you to survive. I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. I love you. I need you to survive. I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. I love you. I need you to survive. You pray for me. 
deep to survive I won't harm you with words from my mouth I love you I need you to survive it is his will that every need be supplied you are important to me I need you to survive hallelujah Hallelujah. Paul ended that whole discourse. And I want to leave you with this. After talking about all of that, communion, because it's all about fellowship, koinonia, with God and with our brother. He said, wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, speaking fellowship, Koinonia, or even communion. Tarry one for another. Pray for one another. Serve one another. Love one another. I've been to a lot of community services where people get right with God. But I want us to leave with the intent of we want to be right with God, but we also want to be right with our brother. I'm the pastor, but there's no big eyes and little use in the kingdom. I'm just the, I'm just the, I'm just the first saint, praise God. I need you as much as you need me. And you know what? That person that you've not really talked to in a little while, I want to tell you, they need you as much as you need them. And that person here today that thinks, well, nobody needs me, that's not true. How many here today would be a little, a little sad if they were missing their arm? You know, when you don't show up, when you're not part of the church, when you're not part of fellowship, when you're not part of things, we can feel it. Come back to communion. Come back to community. Come back to connection. And when you come together, let's love one another. Let's serve one another. Let's make that this year, we're going to just, we're going to be with one another. We're going to fellowship with one another. We're going to pray for one another. We're going to love one another. We're going to serve one another. Amen. Let's pray one more time. Father, we love you. We thank you today. Thank you for your body that was broken for us. Broken in all those many pieces that scattered even across the world. We are part of that bread. We're part of that body. And Lord, today we've just come back together. We've come back together to form that bread. In Jesus, I pray, God, that you touch your church, that we would walk out of this building with a declaration in our heart that we're going to be in communion with you and with our brother. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. If you have any of these, uh, Brother Lavin, if you want to bring, the, he's got a bag or something like that.